Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of A Place in the Sun. I watched the second half of A Place in the Sun. And this is Shelly Winter's Wonderland. Welcome to a very special episode of The Other Half, a very special month. Uh, One of our uh, friends and and listeners, uh, not the honeybees, a person whose name I do not know, Uh, has recommended. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. You're very cool. Has recommended (laughs) that we uh, watch a bunch of Shelley Winters movies. Um, We've watched one, I believe, two actually for the podcast. We watched uh, Poseidon Adventure. She was in that. Uh, And then we watched uh, Auntie Rue. Yeah. What is that right? Who slew um, Auntie Rue? Who slew Auntie Rue? Great. And, name. Still uh, top, still one of the best movie names of all time. And for the longest time, I didn't even know Shelly Winters was her name. I believe if you go back and listen to the Poseidon Adventure, I call her Auntie Rue the entire uh-huh. time. So we got scathing. Um, we got scathingly raked across the coals. For, indeed. Uh, and and we not respecting a great such as Shelly Winters. We 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 deserved it. And so I was like, I don't think I know enough about Shelley Winters. So uh, we are going to do an entire month where we watch movies that feature her. Um, but uh, I, some of these are about her and some of these just sort of have her in the movie. <laughs> that is true. She yeah, yeah she stars in, a, in movies, but she also is like a main part of a movie a lot i would she's like next character actor is a little too weak i think she's definitely more than that yeah but she, yeah uh, supporting actor i guess supporting actor that's the yeah, supporting thing. she's definitely a supporting character you could win, you yeah she awards does. for that right yeah she could people have won awards for for less screen time than she has in most of these she, movies yeah, you know that's very true that was very true. um so yeah and i uh i also i guess before we talk about this movie as well I like her as an actor. Like, I really liked her in Auntie Rue. I really liked mm-hmm. her in The Poseidon Adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, she is not a bad actor whatsoever. You know, this isn't a thing where it's like, oh, let's watch a bunch of movies with this actor that's, like, not great. It's like, she is, like, genuinely good. I think she won an Oscar. Like, I think she's, like, an Oscar-winning actor as well. I believe that's um, true. Um, but, yeah, we yeah she won wanted, Academy Awards. We wanted to inspect, you know, with an open mind, a per- someone whose who's work we're not familiar with but has a huge catalog of movies that we've just not seen. And so maybe, you yes. know, it could go either way. We could get through the end of this and be like, Shelly Winters, what a great, underrated in our time. Or we come out the other end and say. <laughs> Definitely not our time. That's what I'm, underrated <laughs> in, our, in our time. No one talks oh, about her okay. now. You know, they talk about Mar- Nobody talks about we her. They talk about Mario Brando and shit. Because he's the fucking godfather, you know. He's fucking dead. You know, but whatever. Yeah, 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 we, right. we respect him. Um, but, you know. Or we come out the end of this and be like, Shelly Winters. Stay in the past. We don't want you around anymore. You know what? You had two good movies, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. go from there. It's kind of the opposite of the Nick Cage month where we're like, we've seen so much Nick Cage stuff. We got to start digging into all the Dick Dick Cage. That's what I was going to call him. Dick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage uh, filmography. And we were right. kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel sometimes, one might say. It, it, to be fair, when we were doing that, we were also looking for the most recent Nick Cage films. We weren't like looking throughout his filmography or anything. That is true. We're just seeing what he was doing recently. If, if I was looking up what like Shelly Winters does recently, I'd have to go to a graveyard and check <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'd have to get yourself a shovel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See how Shelly's doing. Uh, so uh, uh, A Place in the Sun is the movie we were talking about this time around. Um, yeah. It uh, When did it come so out? Movies, it was... I have literally no fucking idea what these are. I have... <laughs> No one told me a damn thing. Mike got a list from our friend 
for, and for just her friend, yeah. put it on there and was like, these are the movies they're watching. And I, no questions. Like, all right, I'm watching them. I'm in. Which is honestly one of my favorite ways to watch movies is not knowing yeah. a single thing that's going on. And I think this one in particular was a great one for me to not know what the hell was going on. Because it went from, this is kind of boring, to, wait, are they going to do what I think they're going to do? Oh, yeah, it's getting it's an interesting film. I was I also, for the record, also no fucking idea what these movies were about, like, um, particularly with this one and, and, and some of the other ones later this month is like, I, I don't I don't know what they're about. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I just jump in on this movie and I'm like, oh, I know that Shelley Winters is in it. Obviously, you know, I know that Elizabeth Taylor is in it. Um, it's all I know. I don't know what the premise is. Uh, and uh, wow, what an interesting film we've started out with today. Indeed, um, indeed we did. Yeah. So shall we get yeah. into it? A place. Let's let us. By the way, let place in the in. sun. I could barely ever remember that name for some reason. It just kind of <laughs> like blends together. I say, uh, a sun, uh, a place of the sun, a warm place to hang out, a warm place it to hang out. It's just a very strange name. It doesn't I, really feel like it actually describes the movie all that no, well either. I feel. I don't think yeah. so. I almost called it a spot in the sun a couple times. In fact, I put the wrong name on this. Uh, my notes for a while, and then I like went back and was like, "Wait a second, that's not what the movie's called." Anyway, yeah. the movie opens up with a dude hitchhiking. This guy, his name is George. But George. We don't know that yet. All we do know is that we see a sign of him hitchhiking, and behind him is a sign that says, uh, "It's an Eastman with a hot lady on it, making it's like mm. an advertisement." I don't know what that is. It's just a lady hanging out there talking about it's an Eastman. I don't know what any Got of that it. means. But uh, he hitchhiked. You soon will. That's true. I do quickly learn. Um, <laughs> a car drives by with a hot lady. He wishes he could hitchhike with her, but instead she get he gets on a, a chicken man's car, a car with, mm. you know one of the ones you expect to hitchhike on. Some, some random person right. picking you up. Um, so he arrives at the front door of what seems to be a factory, which is the Eastman factory, uh, and asks for Charles Eastman. And the lady at the front's like, uh, "I mean, everyone wants to see Charles Eastman, but like, who are you?" And he's like, oh, well, he told me to give you this note. And he gives her a note. It says, like, it literally just says, like, give this to the person at the front desk, CE. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay, I'll send you back there. But I don't think he's home. So Only Charles could have written that note. Only Charles could. Yeah, I was thinking about how easy it would be to forge that signature. Because it's not even a signature. It's just <laughs> it's an initial. It's not even a signature. It's an initial that everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he goes back there. That would be like going into like a KFC and you're just like, give me all of your chicken for free. And you're like, who are you? And you just slide over like a note. And it just says give at the bottom, bed. like, Colonel Sanders. And they're like, oh, of course, sir. Right away. <laughs> and a double down, please. <laughs> yeah that's exactly it it's also great because it'd be like wait they're not actually you know they don't actually work here at kfc right they're a fictional character <laughs> yeah well i guess they yeah, were oh. colonel sanders wasn't a fictional character <laughs> We Wait a second. Going to McDonald's and saying like, I got a note from, from Ronald. In my mind, that's what I thought. I forgot he was a real no, person. He was a real guy. Oh my god, you're so right. Is it okay? Is I'm the, going to win. Like, is Wendy's the actual Wendy lady? Did she make the burgers? Though she's like the daughter she, of the, the guy who made it, right? She was like the like yeah, she was like the daughter, the granddaughter okay. of Dave Thomas. Yeah, got it. Dave, Dave Thomas is the one who made it, but the Colonel, the Wendy, is the actually Colonel. a person. At this point, he's been memefied so much. I think he's a fictional character like <laughs> Ronald McDonald. 
he memefied himself. That was the, the all the rage back in the day. Like that was the um, what was that? That was the the Orville Redenbacher thing too. Like nobody believed he was a real guy, and he was like, "Yeah, no, my name is Orville Redenbacher." You know, his mom named him after Orville the the uh, Orville Wright or whatever. You know, one of the Wright brothers. Saw, she and, shot chicken balking somewhere and was like, "That's a good last name." Also named him. That. <laughs> That's how last names work. <laughs> That's how he chose the last name. Ethan's in shambles, man. <laughs> Uh, my society is all focused on the Eastman society, okay? It's all yeah, I know okay, about. So I don't know anything about, tell me more about the how East. fried well, chicken works. <laughs> Charles Eastman was named because his mom was in the East <laughs> and had a baby boy and it was, was a, like, it was I know grow to a man. Yes. <laughs> Why? I thought for some reason people yeah, named, you named their last names. Last names. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, anyway. I mean, well, someone well, actually, so Shelly Winters was born in the wintertime. Not many people know that. <laughs> Shelly was a family name, but Winters just was like, oh. And her mom found a outside? shell on the ground and was like, whoa, yeah. cool, a shell. We're, we're in Kansas. I don't know where the fuck Shelly Winters came from. <laughs> there must be a side, Shelly. Anyway. Shelly Winters. Anyway. So he goes to the back office there, and no one's there, but the secretary's mm-hmm. like, look, no one's here, but I'll give him a call at his home, Charles. And he's like, well, I don't want to like cause a fuss. She's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Mm. So he goes in the office, picks up the phone. It call- it's like a direct line to his home. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, who are you? It's like, oh, well, I'm I'm George. I'm George Eastman. You you told me I could get a job here. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course I remember you. Uh, yeah, you get a job. Uh, we'll, we'll hook you up with that. And he hangs up the phone. He sits in the chair. And I'm like, damn, this is like his power mo- mo- moment where he's like, I would like to have this amount of wealth as he sits in <laughs> Charles's chair and sees like checks written out for like $100,000 and stuff because mm. he makes a lot of money. This is high society. And he's just not he right. doesn't belong in it, even though he is related. I was going to say, is he like his son? Like his he's his nephew. Oh, OK. Yeah, OK. So, so he's like related, but not that closely exactly, related. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Um. So Charles. Damn, that fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it does. It does. Damn. So, so what kind of jobs he gonna get at the Eastman factory? I don't know. We're gonna find out in a little bit. First, he's gotta actually like go and meet Charles himself and ask for like a real like get them all situated with everything. So, but before then, Charles hangs up the phone and addresses the people in his room because he's kind of like basically like a little party thing. It's not a big party. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like a kickback. You know. I'm not gonna say it's a big party, not a rager, but it's not a, a big party. It's just a chill party, you know, yeah. just some just <laughs> just some cocaine, <laughs> and some sex work. No, that's a kick kickback. This is not any given Sunday. Um, okay, yeah. it's not any given Sunday. It's any place in the Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> um, and he's like, oh, so yeah, that was uh, you know, that was George, and his wife's like, oh, George, this is George. You're gonna give him a job? That's this isn't his like. Uh, isn't your brother's wife, is she still kind of like crazy? Because I guess what happened is his brother passed away, but the wife is still mm. around and she's just like really into doing missionary work and like doing. Oh, uh, like sex work? No, no, no. <laughs> like doing like very religious and is very much like. Oh, OK. Work. That kind of missionary. Yeah, Got that it. kind of missionary. Yeah. And, yeah, you that... know, giving people food and stuff like that and charity stuff. Mm. Um. And someone's like, well, uh, you're going to have this guy join in and, like, work with us? Well, what are we going to do about him socially? And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's just here. He just wants to make some money. He's just a good kid, I imagine. Anyway. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. So then the next day, uh, George arrives to 
the family's house of Charles and, and is introduced to Earl Eastman, who's Charles's son, and actually mm. kind of like it does kind of like the day to day operations there. Um, and is like, hey, what do you do? You got any skills like typewriting skills or anything? He's like, oh no, I don't have any skills. So what he used to do is he used to be someone that worked at a hotel. So he's very blue collar, mm. like I'm just doing like manual labor type things. Um, and uh, they ask about his mom. She's like, yeah, he's she's still really into social work. She's crazy. Um, there's just but like the way the house is, it's a big house and people are just coming in and out of it. But then suddenly a hot lady comes in. Angela <gasps> Vickers comes in. Oh yeah. She comes in. Oh yeah. In. Played by. Uh, oh my god, I wrote it down. Elizabeth Taylor. That's right. Elizabeth Taylor's there. Um. They, yes, this is not Shelley Winters yet. No, this is Elizabeth not Taylor. Yet. Cleopatra herself. Um, <laughs> comes in and he is just absolutely smitten. He doesn't say anything, but he obviously this movie loves to show exactly what George is thinking. George is played by Montgomery Clift, by the way. He's great in this. Yeah, he's really good. But the he's movie good. also gives him a lot of ch- opportunity to like <laughs> show Be his good. face. Of, yeah, like, that's true. He's emoting. Clearly, he's longing for a lady. Clearly, they and you're you're right. It is all in his head. Like they'll put in like m- sounds that aren't necessarily part of the scene in order to get us like in the head of the character. At least yes. that happens in my half of the movie. Yeah, yeah I think that's accurate. Um, but she seems like very high society. She's just like talking about, oh, I'm just going to talk about the lake house and vacation. I'm going to go on and blah, blah, blah. And mm. then she leaves. I don't even think they like, he doesn't even introduce her or anything. Like she's just there. So the next she's just there. She's yeah. Just there. But next day, uh, George meets Earl at the mill and gives him a whole spiel. Now, do you know what exactly the Eastman company does? No idea what okay. the Eastman do. I, I just know, know that they are rich. Or they're religious. That's all I know about the Eastmans. I think they're rich. I they make a whole bunch of what look like clothes at mm. the factory, but I don't know. Kind of felt like a Macy's type situation, but maybe just they were just the ones packaging the clothes. I don't know. Anyway, mm. Gibson whole spiel is like, all right, you're going to be working on organizing and packing. Um, there. By the way, there. Are, you might have noticed that nine out of ten Eastman employees are women, and it's imperative you do not fraternize with any of them it's one of our only rules you cannot like get in a relationship or even like really talk to any of them just especially us because the power i didn't say this but obviously the power dynamic <laughs> is like weird when you have the eastman name and you're like oh what's up ma'am uh you don't do right. that so then um <laughs> don't be a creep don't be a creep right? more more new employees need to be told that yeah when they're getting started oh, but you know see that's only if they are higher up well, on the bottom level like just do whatever like but yeah, right, even, right. no, you're right. Even on the higher up, what am I talking about? I should not say excuse them. <laughs> Executives, <laughs> like they have morals. Um, okay, so George enters the rooms, and all the all the girls give him give him a good old whistle, like woo woo. I'm like, damn, all right, these ladies, they, I guess you they're, know, they're bored. Yeah, they're bored out of their mind. I bet. Um, so he gets to work. He starts doing pretty well his job. In fact, he's like a go- real go getter. He starts writing down notes about how to improve productivity about like his job is basically you know that job in uh, the isle of lucy scene where she gets the chocolates that come down the conveyor belt he's yes. that but for shirts like that's what he does okay he puts the shirts so he puts in shirts in his mouth yes exactly when, when, when they get too fast he puts them in there and he's like he puts them in his mouth or he starts putting them on yeah, he just put more and more <laughs> yes, shirts exactly. on yeah. like, oh, look, all the shits on me get it off me <laughs> um so but that's basically what his job is. Uh, but he mentions that, like, if we make the table 20% longer, I think we could get 20% more production. And I'm like, really? I don't know about that, but maybe. Sure, whatever, bud. 
He's the okay. one who works there, not me. So he's like all excited about like, oh, I got ways to really move up in this company. Um, right. But then he starts crushing on another employee, someone named Alice. Alice, played uh, by yes. Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters! There she is. There she is. Minutes into the podcast, we finally get to a person we have the podcast about. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he kind of kind of has eyeball on her. Anyway, and she's eyeballing her back, him back. And then so at night, <laughs> he goes to an Eastman party, uh, mm-hmm. tries to like see Angela go in there, being a little creep. But then he bails and instead goes to a movie theater where it happens just so happens that Alice is there and he sits pretty close to her, one seat over. Um, and then he kind of says, oh, small world and sits next to her. They, they kind of exchange a couple words and then they just watch the movie. But then the movie ends. And I guess whatever I feel like I don't know how movie theaters worked back then, but I feel like it was just an assault of movies and they just kept going. Like they yes. didn't stop yes. running. They just played them all day. Yeah. yeah. So. It was it was very normal for people to just walk in and 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 I know this is really hard to imagine, but sometimes people would walk in halfway through a movie and just watch it and like just hopefully they'd pick up That's on what crazy. was going on. That's Isn't that nuts? Crazy. Who would do such a thing? Crazy. Or or a movie would be playing. They're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And they leave halfway through too. That's, they wouldn't even watch the whole movie. So they had the the sound I imagine that is very iconic at the time, where it's basically get the fuck out. They had that playing, <laughs> and there was only like a few people left in the theater, and you know, some were making out, some were asleep, but they're just there, hanging out. And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go." And he's like, "I'll walk you home." And they they walks her home. They start chatting. She mentions how uh, it's very interesting how they put you in the factory before they move you up because you're an eastman he's like oh i don't think they're going to do that and she's like i think they're going to do that um <laughs> and then he's like well what do you do for like the weekend and she just starts mentioning like oh you know i d- i just don't really do much i kind of stay home and she's like oh you don't go to the like pool every weekend like, no i don't do that he's like mm-hmm. well you don't look good in a swimsuit she's like no i'm just i just never learned to swim and he's like oh you never learned to swim that's crazy interesting Mike made a little face, which is the reason I put this in here. I was here. trying so hard to not reveal what I was doing. I'm calling you out. That's the I'm reason I put a, this I'm in. Just making a face. Just making a face. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a damn it, initially thing. Initially, I put this note in because I was like, wow, what a weird thing to be like, oh, you look good in a swimsuit. Ha, ha, ha. But that turns out to be the least interesting part of his statement. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, they arrive uh, at her house, and he's like – um, uh, could we come in? And she's like, no, my landlady's fierce. And then he kisses her a bunch and begs her not to leave. I, I think it's weird that she keeps saying landlady's fierce. I don't think landlady should interfere with anyone's interpersonal business, but you know. I agree whatever. with you. Whatever. That's a weird weird excuse. She should just said, I'm yeah. tired. Go away. But I guess you gotta have a real for men back then, you had to have like a real good excuse. Or they're gonna yeah, be like, really, really pushy. Back in the day, are you kidding me? He was so pushy. Even then, he like walked up to her and was like, Don't leave, don't leave. I'm like, you're such a baby. You just met this lady. But he was so horny. Like, even hitchhiking, he was like, boy, I wish I could get it with some hot ladies. I wish some mm-hmm. hot ladies would pick me up. But that's not the world for him. He's, he's, for him. He's, a, he's a he's a blue-collar guy, blue-collar even though he's guy. that close. He's that he's close that to being close. an Eastman. Only then he could be a real Eastman. Anyway. Yeah. Next day, uh, after work, George is talking to Alice. They're just kind of making small talk. And then, well, Angela just appears, and he just looks like a cartoon wolf, just like, Aruga! Whoa, Angela's here! Whoa! Whoa! Mm. And obviously, Alice sees this and is like, what the fuck, dude? But, you know, she just goes along with it. Um, yeah. 
And then they well, they're st- not in a relationship yet, right? Not they're not really. like boyfriend and girlfriend. But no. they're they're really starting to date more. Um, she oh, they are she dating. Then okay, admits that like oh, you know, you're you're not in Eastman at all. They're going out and to find like date spots. Um, they drive a car. They start kissing in the car, but then a cop kicks them out. It's like hey, you kids, you know, go home. They invented home for talking and shit like that so they're like all can right I, can i ask you this this relationship between the two of them do you feel like he actually is like attracted to her or do you think he's just like trying to like ladder climb she has no power so i don't know why it would be a ladder climb at all i think he is attracted oh so to her. he does genuinely seem to be interested I think in her so because they're like i don't see any if anything he there's no ladder climbing if they find out about this relationship he's going to get fired immediately. Right. Because he broke the rule of fraternizing with. Employees. Oh yeah. I guess that's a good point. So yeah. if anything, he's just letting his, uh, look, he's letting his dick carry him. That's all I'm he's, saying. He's letting his dick do the talking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he goes home and to her house and tries again. She's like, my landlady's fierce, but he's standing kind of by the window and like reaches in and turns on the radio and turns it up too loud. She's like, my landlady, Lady, and he runs inside the house. Obviously, there's a quote-unquote excuse to turn down the radio. And then he looks mm. at her outside the window and says, you may come in. And it's just like, oh, funny. He's a funny guy. Ooh, he's weird. funny. It's weird having the radio so close to the window because I'm like, what if rain gets in? Like, obviously, <laughs> if you could reach in and turn the radio, like people are either going to steal it or it's going to rain and like mess yeah. up the radio. But I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't think he was thinking about that. No, I'm thinking about her. She placed the radio there. Like, why would you do that? Anyway. Right. Um, and then they like, kinda, he kind of grabs her in the dark and then they start smooching. And then she goes, it's like completely dark. You can't see what's going on. But you hear her go, oh, George. Whoa. And I was like, all right, they just make it out real good. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the language of this movie is such of the time. It's interesting oh, yeah. just how like movie language has evolved slash changed over time. And I'm sure a lot of this had to be like like censored, right? Or yeah. like restricted, you know, there's like a there's a lot of implications of, like, of things. Oh yeah. Just kind of skirting around issues without being super obvious about it. This they just kind of mm. have to like Well, heavily, not heavily skirting apply. around, probably like dressing around, right? You can't say skirt. You can't <laughs> say dress. true. That's true. Yeah. Um yeah. so then Charles is on the Charles is like expecting the factory floor and sees George working. He's like, why is George down here working here? And mm. he says to Earl and Earl's like, well, it's the only place he could go without me firing someone. So I put him here. He said, pick no favoritism. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they're showing that like this company is not like fucked up. It's just a company, you know, like it's just doing <laughs> stuff so far. It's just a company doing things. Who cares? Doing things. It's not trying to fire people, but just for like favoritism, I guess that's right. A plus. I have an interesting yeah. theory about that later on. Okay, okay. So I'm then, curious about um, that. Charles tells George, like, hey, I'm going to promote you. He's like, are you going to be happy? He's like, oh, that's so great. And George says, did you see my production report? The little report he sent talking about the tables getting longer. And he's like, eh, I don't know. Just come to the party and we'll talk about it. Very much like I'm a busy CEO. I don't got time for this shit. Talking about how the tables. I like how longer. there seems to be a lot of parties going on at this company. This feels like a party company. It really <laughs> like, is there is. a party well, every it's, weekend it's for all the executives anyway. I guess something's never changed. Even if yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let me tell how many golden parachutes he may have in the back uh, back closet there. <laughs> so um, he says the party is on uh, the fifteenth. Be there, and Alice is near him and alice hears this and is like whoa i mean that's really good for you but like the 15th's your birthday and i was planning a party for you like he's like oh don't worry i'll go for a bit 
I'll, I'll, I'll please Charles. I'll make an appearance and I'll come right over and celebrate my birthday. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Mm. So he goes to the party. No one recognizes him. Good vibes about going to a party you get invited to, but you only know like one person. Yeah. No one gives a shit about him. So he's it's like, true. all right, well, I'll go hang out and just shoot pool. So he just shoots pool. It does all these crazy ass trick shots in at, at pool. But Angela notices him in the pool room and comes and sees him and is like, wow, I see you've had a miss. Uh, oh, my God. Why did I make a typo on this quote? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe I made a typo on this quote. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't no. even give this quote. It was such a good quote. Misspent. <laughs> ah, I see you've had a misspent youth. Which I think was very oh, interesting. Okay, wow. That was really worth Shut it. Shut up, dude. It was a great <laughs> quote. I've never heard the term misspent youth. Like, that's a very interesting term. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Um, okay, I'm also, glad. I just, yeah, the typo was very, very small. I put a P in there. So it's <laughs> misspent youth. <laughs> anyway, um, he says, oh, I know all about you, Angela. I read about you in the papers. You, like, go on vacation here and all this stuff. And she's, like, very impressed that he's interested in her even though clearly everyone's interested in her right and let me tell you i'm i heard the thing that vaseline on my close-ups like they do close-ups between him and her oh my god the amount of vaseline they use on her shots are crazy it's like (laughs) i felt like i had to clean my glasses it was that bad and hey he just gets nothing he's just like of course that's the whole point right you got to make her look gorgeous no wrinkles it's so weird because like so many other shots she looks great and it's just fine and they're still not close-ups Non close ups, though. I guess you're right. It's like, I think that was also probably like film language back in the day or some bullshit. You know, like if it didn't look like that, people are going to ask what was going on. You're probably right, actually. I wonder if they phased out, phased that out at some mm. point. Anyway, mm. um, then Charles comes in and is like, Hey, did you call your mom yet to tell her about the potion I gave you? And he's like, Oh, not yet. And he's like, Go do it right now. I have the phone right here. Go call. So he calls his his, his mom, and Angela's very close. It's actually kind of annoying, to be honest. It just, <laughs> get like, away from he's me. He clearly feels uncomfortable calling his mom. And mom right. picks up, and mom is very straight to point. Like, oh, mom, are you coming home? Are you coming home, son? He's like, no, no, I actually got a promotion. I could start sending money over there to you. Like, that's how much money I'm making. She's like, oh, that's, that's nice. And what's funny is mom is working in a place that is has a whole bunch of people in the back. They seem to be like getting food or something like that. And then there's a big ass poster that says, "How long since you've written to your mama?" Which is such a on the nose weird thing because he literally mentions he was gonna write to his mom, but anyway. So I, that existed back in the day, you know. Yeah. There's probably like a there's probably like a, a a branch of government that was trying yeah. to remind people to write to their mom. I guess that's true, which is a very high high mom like mortality back in the day or some bullshit. <laughs> Do you think moms kept dying back then? Moms I think they they out? died of loneliness. Oh damn! You know what? And, and and let this be a reminder to our listeners: if you haven't talked to your mom in a while, write them. Yeah, they say well, don't you, call them. You're gonna be the death of me. Yeah. It's death of me because you're not talking to me. That's what it is. <laughs> so uh, Angela's very close during this and just starts making noises. And and uh, it, the mom's like, wait, who is there a girl with you? It, she just says, hi, it's me, mama. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Why are you so annoying? <laughs> um, are you talking about Angela being annoying? Angela. Why is she just disrespectful when people are on the phone? Like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway. Um so she's never had to worry about a damn thing in her life, right, you know. She's true. like incredibly rich. She's, you know, high society. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he gets off the phone, and Angela's like, "Oh, that's nice. Let's go dancing. I, you need to have a fun life. Congratulations on the promotion." And they dance, mm. and they dance until the party is over. And Alice, that's some phantom thread shed right there. 
kind of yeah and then alice is home alice is home waiting she he goes home and alice is passed out um she has you know she has the cake there and ice cream the ice cream's all melted it's just a little uh-huh. sad cake it looks sad and she's like it was three hours you four hours you couldn't get away he's like i couldn't get away she's like you should have phoned he's like i'm sorry i couldn't get a chance to he's like it's fine there's clearly like a lot of tension between the two yeah and it's just a one shot of him sitting down and eating the cake and they're discussing things and it's like well who was there and he's like was was angela vickers there and he's like yeah she was there Oh, she's a pretty lady huh she's like i don't know why you keep talking about her it's like clearly you're spitting with her also by the way we're in trouble real trouble and he's like what do you mean he's like remember that first night you came here and i at the moment was like what happened the first night you came here because the first night he did come here they didn't do anything and he just left <laughs> so i was yeah. like all right yeah, yeah. and then the second night oh they no just made she's out a pregnant lot. she's pregante dude I just, that later on you find out she's Brigante, but I didn't know this. I was still confused by the statement. I didn't know. I had no idea. Oh, you had no idea. Your how? No fucking clue. The implications, no bro. idea. See, the thing is, oh, I didn't. I did not put God. this together because everything has to be so implied, you know, because it's such a yeah, dark yeah, yeah. Story. From back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't fucking show like Lucy being pregnant on TV or whatever. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. It all keeps coming back to I love Lucy with this podcast. Look, you see you, a bunch of people in black and white. It's the only thing that people have seen in black and white that. Like, I feel like maybe people have seen recently, you know, like, I don't know. Hopefully. Is it on Netflix? If it's not, then no one's watching it. That's true. Really? Is I Love Lucy on TikTok? You ever get TikToks with I Love Lucy? Mm, I have not personally, but then, you know, they probably are not like, this Gabriel boy probably doesn't want to see uh, I Love Lucy <laughs> TikToks, does he? But they're wrong, they're right? Wrong. They're wrong. Maybe I should post, yeah. them. I should post them up there. Um, That's a good anyway. idea. So then uh, he's at home. And what's interesting, I don't know if you've seen this at his home, but there's a, a when in your half of the movie, but while he's home, there's a Vickers sign flashing in the back. It's for like oh, the advertisement. It's apparently like a big company, but it's literally like sure. a big neon sign that's flashing. So it's always on his mind. Um, yeah. He calls Alice, who is like, oh, I can't find a, who's sick. I had no idea what this mm-hmm. meant. And he's like, we can't find a good doctor yet. I'm like, a good doctor? What, you mean, you just go fucking find a doctor. Why do you need a good doctor? <laughs> Why would you need a good doctor, Mike? Anyway. Because so, you're pregante. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you want to do? You're Yeah, but what do you want to do with Oh, that wait, lady? abort? Yeah, man. I think that's maybe No way. Do. Come on. There's no, no way that's All right, well, let's continue movie, on. Right? Let's see what happens. Uh, so. Um, that's fucking crazy. I know. So. He's like, uh, all right, well, I'll come out. We'll help you find a good doctor like this weekend. But then he gets a call. I am a surgeon. <laughs> I am a surgeon. <laughs> but then he gets a, uh, a, call, a call from Angela. He's like, hey, come to this party tonight. He's like, okay. So he goes to the party with Angela. He's like, I don't know why you invited me. And she's, I'm like, you're fucking stupid. You literally danced all night with her. Yeah, obviously Come on. she likes Idiot. you. You're so stupid. Oh, clearly you like and you don't like Angela. Is that what I'm getting from this read? Me? Oh no. Yeah, uh, Angela. I don't hate her. She's just kind of she plays a good uh, spoiled rich kid, really. And you know, okay, got it, got it. Hard. Sorry, Mike. I don't really love spoiled rich kids. They they take a little bit. I'm just to get wondering. To me. I'm just wondering on the read because the, the movie is trying, I think, to get you to go like, well, you know, Angela is like an ideal, you know, like match, right? Like she's totally. you know, she's rich, she's pretty. Yeah, like why? It's like one of those things. Like objectively, why wouldn't you go with her? She's pretty. She's fun. She's uh, rich as hell. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, in my opinion, I'm like, oh, she's just a little too, you know, rich girly. Anyway, sure. So, um, she goes to the party. 
Uh, let's see. Okay. Wait, so they both admit like they're madly in love with each other. Um, and Angela's like, oh, we'll make this relationship work. It'll be great. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the weekends will be great. It's the best time to hang out anyway. We'll, we'll work around your job. Making it sound like, oh, yeah, you have a job. I forgot. You fucking poor. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just hang out on weekends. <laughs> which is funny to me because I'm like, well, most people have jobs, girl. But all right. I guess in your society. Like, it yeah. also gives her a way to be like, I don't want to hang out with you all the time. Just to, sometimes. It also kind of feels more like she's also going like, well, we'll hang out, but like not during the week, because like when you work, you work all day. Right. Like she probably doesn't realize that like jobs are only like yeah, eight hours a day and then you clock weird. out, you yeah, know, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, tell mama all of this. Tell it all. And I'm like, oh, he can't tell much of this because he's got some little side thing going on that the company won't like at all. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. He can get in a lot of trouble for very different reasons, it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, his whole relationship with Alice seems like it's a whole bunch of trouble all mixed in the yeah. world, like for multiple reasons. Uh, so then we got a scene of Alice going to a doctor. It's just Alice and a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she talks to the doctor and is like, hey, so I don't have any money for this to pay for this baby. Like, we're, we're very poor. I don't have a job. My um, she doesn't have a job. My husband of three months, husband of three months. She's lying. Um, she's lying. <laughs> uh, also is an electrician, but he's that's it. Like I don't have time for any. Don't of have this. the money. Yeah. Um, or actually, no. She says I have a job and I need the money for the job. If I have a baby, I can no longer do that job, and we will we will starve. Basically, is what she says. Uh, and right. He's like, oh, you'll make it work. Me and my wife, we were worried about this, but you'll you'll figure it out. You'll make it work. He's, she's like, what kind of job does he do? He's like, oh, he's an electrician. Oh, he, the electricians make tons of money. And he's like, if you have issues with money, you know, there are free hospitals, you know? And I'm like, what? There are free hospitals? <laughs> what? They used to be free? What happened? Apparently. We lived in a different country what back happened? in the day, man. Are you going to tell me that community <laughs> college is also free? What are you guys like? fucking... These fucking freeloaders. I you can't know, believe these, these they American got all this, these handouts, these fucking handouts. Yeah. You know, all these people back then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, back in their day, they had the different work time. Hard. Yeah, different time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and he says, "Look, I've been lying. My husband, he abandoned me. I actually, I don't have any way to pay for this baby. Um, he's gone." And he's like, "Well, you can just go." to your parents for help but he's like but you're a good doctor i've been recommended to you he's like how did you hear about me oh i've just heard you're very good whoa (laughs) yeah Uh, he's like well i i'm good but i can't i can help you if you have a want to have a healthy baby otherwise you're gonna have to go to your parents so she leaves and it's like such an interesting conversation of not just the like how someone is trying to get an abortion, but also not implying it like or like yeah. not saying it outright to both the audience and the doctor. Yeah, like, that's what she's it's funny. Yeah, there's to. there's two levels of like hiding this information yeah. from people for different reasons. It's, it's yeah. a fascinating scene. So then Alice gets back in the car. And is how like, was how was how was Shelly Winters in this scene? She was great. Like this scene was great. She was really good. Yeah. She really played it really well. I was actually hoping to get – I was kind of sad because that one earlier scene with her talking about uh, like her jealousy with Angelo over the birthday cake, that was – you couldn't see her face at all. So I was kind of like, well, I didn't get oh. so much of 
must miss Winters, but now we really do with her talking to the doctor. Right. She gets back in the car uh, with George and demands to be married. And he's just like, oh, geez, I don't know. So he wouldn't do anything or wouldn't help us? It's like, no, he won't help us. We, it's, it's, no lo- it's no use. We got to get married. He's like, well, I mean, if we do this, we like we got to do this privately or something, because if this ever gets out, I won't have a job anymore. And we, we really can't have this baby. That's true. That's true. And he's like, fine. You know what? I'll do it out of town. We'll do it. We'll get married at far out of town and do it during my vacation time. It's like Seems Omaha like, or something, I think. Right. Doesn't really. They don't really say. At this oh, OK. okay. Um, <laughs> Comes up in my head. OK. Yeah. So he goes home. He circles September 1st. And like he kind of like during this moment, I was like, OK, it seems like he kind of is like a dumbass and is just trying to make both of these situations work. But he yeah. also seems to not really care as much for Alice anymore because she's just kind of oh. like needing for needing <laughs> things. Boy, you really picked out some subtle no. fucking well, the uh, thing clues, is, Before dude. this moment, it kind of felt like that. Before yeah. this moment, he was just he was being very subtle, I feel like, but, but showing his intentions of what his thoughts were towards Alice, because all the scenes were with him and her. And he seemed like he was very empathetic. But then right. he seems so much happier with Angela. Like, obviously, he's so much happier. But like his responsibility side, which is to Alice, is like two sides of a relationship. Right. It's like you have a fun relationship with his like you literally don't have to worry about money or anything. And you have this other relationship where it's like, I can't lose my fucking job. I'm going to have a baby. Right. I'm going to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. He's, got, he's literally in a crossroads right now. But what changes <laughs> that crossroads, Mike, and let me tell is you. Is the baby. Well, no. It's he's listening to the radio while after circling September 1st, which is the day he's going to go get married. Um, mm. The radio starts mentioning this thing. and The movie stops to really focus on this. And it says... The State Highway Patrol reports that fatalities from traffic and other weekend accidents exceeded by four the high figure for the corresponding weekend last summer. Some 14 persons lost their lives. Among these, at least five were drowned, and several others received emergency first aid treatment at crowded lake resorts. So be careful. Remember, it may be your turn next, or the turn of those nearest and dearest to you. Drive carefully. And if you aren't a good swimmer, don't swim from unpatrolled beaches. Make your holiday death's holiday, too. And it's just, like, the most obvious telegraphing of, like, oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> and he's just sitting there thinking for a while, like, hmm, there are some thoughts behind these eyes. And I'm like, wait a second. What is going to happen in this movie? Because <laughs> I didn't predict this at all. I was just like, oh, man, I, I have no idea where this movie's going to go. Like, he's probably just right. going to be, like, trying to juggle these two relationships back and forth until it breaks him and he gets caught no man right he's no. gonna he's gonna try to do a murder dude he's gonna he's try, gonna to, try do a murder. to murder Alex. and to run more baby he's gonna and do- try to get rid yeah that was the other thing like so my half of the movie like the murder plot is pretty quickly like mentioned in my half of the movie uh-huh. or pretty quickly implied i had no fucking idea that she was also had a baby yeah in my half of the movie too i was like why doesn't he just fucking like Leave break her. up with yeah, her like, that's I was good, like just fucking oh my like God, leave that really her. changes everything doesn't it that really is like oh you are massive and, and you were brought up like oh you can't fraternize with workers and i was like who fucking cares about the workers like if, if you marry like angela you never have to worry about yeah. work again like just fucking like drop this other lady no, and just go off with this other person he can't no 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 oh, no, no, no no not at all oh no oh man that's so funny <sighs> yeah it's uh it's it's dark um yeah, 
but I just love how obvious they had to like telegraph it without being too obvious. It is, without it is dark, you. right? For for a movie that like was released in 1951, we have a movie that deals with like abortion, murder, like I don't know, yeah. it's like infidelity. infidelity like yeah. it is, it's people making a baby before getting like married. Like these are all pretty like racy Sandalous. things to make yeah. a movie about for back in the day. It's kind of impressive. Yeah, and this was, I assume, during the Hayes Code, right? Like, this had to have been. I'll look it up, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Uh, I always forget when the Hayes Code was go- going on. Anyway, so then uh, Angela... Ar- yeah, this was right smack dab in the middle of the fucking Hayes Code. It feels like it. Anyway, yeah. uh, Angela arrives at the house, uh, at his house, while he's listening to the radio with very implica- with implications going on, and says, uh, I want to invite you to go to our family lake house on a vacation with me. Mm-hmm. You can meet my mom and dad. Um, on your vacation time, since you have a vacation time coming up, he's like, uh, all right, I'll, I'll go. And then he immediately calls up Alice is like, hey, so can we get married like a week later? I have this important work retreat thing to go on. And like, maybe I'll get a raise from it. And she's like, uh, fine, whatever. I'm fucking sad, but sure. Another yeah. thing. You just, you really just do not give a shit about us. Uh, yeah. Clearly. So then, um, he, we, he's like, all right, well, I'm sorry. Don't worry. It'll be okay. And then immediately cuts to Angela and George fucking, like, wakeboarding on the lake and having a great time. <laughs> uh, they're riding horses and just having the most picturesque time of their lives. And, right. Um, we cut to, I guess, Angela's mom saying, like, talk, telling her husband, who's like, why don't we invite this guy, George? And she's like, well, I mean... Angela likes him, and I want to see how he does around Angela's friends, and like if he really gets right. along with high society. You know, they really have to test this guy. Um, and George and Angela are ha- hanging out by uh, what she calls Loon Lake because the loons are a bird there, and they make sounds. Um, and uh, she mentions that th- this is my favorite lake. It's cold as hell, which she jumps in earlier and freezes a little bit. Um, mm. it, it's cold as hell, but it's my lake because I found it as as a little girl. But it does okay. get a little weird at times. Apparently, some girl and a dude both drowned in this lake about a year ago, and they found the girl's body, but never the man's. And it look, oh. zooms in on his face, and he's just like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, oh boy. Angela then says, like, I intend to marry you, George. I intend to marry you. He's like, oh, that sounds Aww. awesome. Anyway, uh, that sounds great, bro. That sounds great, bro. I'm, I'm really excited for this part of our relationship. He then ha- starts having dinner, and they're at the dinner, and everyone like loves him. They're all like, "He's so good. We like George. He's a great guy." You know, everything's right. going great in this relationship, except for one thing. He gets a phone call from Alice. Alice. And the reason he gets a phone call from Alice is because she went to the mailbox and picked up the paper and sees a picture of the Vickers family retreat with George in it. And he's in oh, it. Oh, in it. no. <laughs> he's in high society now. He's getting reported on everything. He's not used to this. Oh, no. So she's upset. She calls him at dinner and is like, you lied for the last time. I want you to come get me right now. And that's the end of my half of the movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. What happened? Well, okay. So I uh-huh. I pop into the movie pretty much like right before the phone call like happens. Uh-huh. And um, the person handing the phone, this is something you didn't mention, is the person handing the phone to George um, 
um, notices that the person on the other line is a woman. Yes. And the person handing the phone over says, oh, it's a woman on the other end. A- Angela, you better bend an ear to this one. And that was where I was like, oh, because like Angela and George must be like an item together, you uh-huh. know? And it's they like, are. you got to be paying attention to what's going on on the phone because this person on the other yeah. phone, uh, on the other side of the phone might be another woman. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my and I was like, no, nah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. That might be just so, teasing. Yeah. Woman is at a bus station. George has lied to her. He better come pick her up or else he says, woman, she'll tell Winters, people. How dare you? Yeah. She says, <laughs> she'll tell the people he's with everything. Well, I didn't. Okay. I didn't really recognize her. No, I didn't only ever seen her as like an older woman, That's really. True. And then, so for a sec, I was like, who is this lady? And then I was like, well, I guess she's the only other person in the movie that isn't, you know, like um, Elizabeth Taylor. So it must be Shelley Winters. Um, yeah. So and I, this is also where I uh, uh, learned that her name is Alice. Uh-huh. Um, so George hangs the phone up and he's like, OK, he says he tells everybody at the party a friend of his mother's is not well and he needs to go like see to her basically and angela is like i love you george you know like you know goodbye mm-hmm. you know don't don't be a stranger i hope we come back soon basically and you really learn that like angela really truly loves like george um so uh george drives to alice alice says that she knows that george is with angela she says that she wants to get married tomorrow or she'll tell the newspapers everything. And she says, uh, if you don't, if we don't get married tomorrow, I'm going to tell the newspapers everything and I'm going to kill myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Which is a lot. It's a lot to, for George to hear. a lot, to be honest. So they drive to the courthouse the very next day. They arrive. They go into the courthouse. They go to where the marriage licenses are uh, done up. And it is closed due to labor day so oh. they are not able to get married that day Oof. and should look and of course it's a holiday right he's on vacation it's a holiday i don't ask I'm why i'm almost wondering i don't know when labor day was like first started this might have been like a new thing right like maybe that's why it wasn't on top of their head oh, you know they were point. like it's a new holiday this might have been like a, a new like national holiday right like juneteenth um, is new right so you know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so, well, according to all my coworkers, um, it is so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that's right. Uh, Ethan only works with white people. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> caught me. So uh, <laughs> so Alice is hysterical, and it looks like she's about to just fucking like walk off a cliff, which. To me is like again, I don't know about anything that's going on. I don't know what kind of information she has on him. Yeah. So I'm like, fucking like, if you don't love her, just fucking let her fucking walk off a bridge. Like, who no who cares about this woman, you know? Labor Day um, was in uh, 1894, so this is well afterwards. Not even close. No. Not even fucking <laughs> not close. Even close. This yeah. guy just doesn't know Labor Day. Yeah. Um, Ironic though. Uh, he's like that. It's Labor Day, a day of celebrating like hard work and labor, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it clearly, is about two different classes two different social classes no i think you're i think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there um and he's like look look alice i want to get married we just have to wait for the court to open up again let's go to the lake you know Mm. let's let's do that honeymoon ethan Uh smiling Uh let's do that honeymoon you we're two people having to die i only heard about it recently <laughs> he fails to mention that, but he he goes like, "I know you've always wanted a nice honeymoon, a nice secluded, quiet honeymoon between the two of us. Let's go to the lake. We'll have a picnic. You know, there's a lodge there and everything. 
um and he like he like leads her out of the courtroom and there's this amazing shot so we follow them down the hallway in the in the like courthouse uh-huh and they leave the shot but the camera stays still and we just see inside of an empty courtroom uh-huh. with like the judge like chambers and all that stuff and jury and it's like what interesting what an interesting shot to just linger on for like maybe 30 seconds with nobody else in the frame mm-hmm. and it's like that is like foreshadowing of like what's going to happen to 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 george interesting right exactly it's like what what excellent shot choice i don't know the guy that directed this movie by the way i don't know if we've 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 talked about the director stevens do you know what else he directed uh not off the top of my head another movie we've watched for the podcast giant oh an epic giant yeah um so he's he's a good director he knows what he's doing um so he's driving Alice to the to the to the lake, and then he acts. He lies that his car is out of gas. Mm. It's not really out of gas. He's just acting as if it's out of gas. And so they have to park the car really far away from the lodge and from the lake. So it's sort of like off on the side of the road. So if anyone were to drive by, they probably wouldn't see the car. You know, Got it. Um, in a nice secluded place. Mm. What's well, um, gonna happen? They walk. Uh, I don't know. They walk. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Like genuinely, what do you think that where this movie's going? I mean, I think that he's definitely going to kill her and then he's going to get, you think he's going to kill her. And then they're going to find out they're going to find like a body and they're gonna be like, Whoa, it's a worker from the place. Didn't you know her George or something? I don't know. So you think he's going to murder her? I think he is. Okay. All right. So he goes to a boat renter who is working on labor day, by the way. And hey, man, um, Labor Day's vacation for only some people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so he goes and he rents a name, but he rents it under a false name. He rents it under the name Gilbert Edwards. Mm. Um, I don't know who that is, but apparently it's a it's it's a name of another guy. Okay. Um, maybe it's someone else that works uh, there at the factory. Maybe. I don't know. So so then they get on the boat, and they're both on the boat, and they row into the middle of the lake, and it's starting to get dark, it's starting to get real dark. And George, he's sweating up a storm. Fucking that like boat is so hard to move, man. It's so heavy. You know, Rona boat. I know. Well, it's, that's it's tough the, work. That's the thing is Alice keeps checking in with George and is like, "Are you okay?" Because he's quiet and he's sweating and he's like looking at her like he's gonna fucking murder her. <laughs> and he's just like, "I'm just really tired." And she's like, "Well, you can take a break if you want." Um, and uh, I, Montgomery Clift in this movie is so fucking good, and particularly in my half of the film, he's so good at just looking like a guy who's like. It's like he's trying to keep a secret for a thing that hasn't occurred yet. You oh, know what that's I mean? a perfect like, way of describing him. Yeah, no, his acting style is totally like, even at the very beginning, like in the yeah. moment where he's getting picked up as a hitchhiker, he still kind of is like, he knows something. And then he knows he, that he's a special guy, you know? It's it's so fucking good. And he's so good in this moment. Um, So he's sweating and she keeps talking. She just keeps talking and talking about how, she wants to run away. She's like, well, let's run away together and we'll live together in a small house. And, you know, just for the two of us. And then she's like, well, not just for the two of us. Right, George. And I was like, oh, she wants to bang. She wants to make babies. Oh, I was unaware. Okay. You weren't aware that I was already one of the other. Yeah, there's already a bun. Um, and, and George. Rising, girl, let me tell you. Yeah. 
George just looks crazier. Like every, it's like every fucking thing she's saying is like the worst fucking thing to say to this guy. <laughs> hey, you're like, all the reasons not to kill me. Just going to let you know how much I love you, how much I care about yeah. you, how you're going to be a great husband slash dad, how life's looking up. Boy, it's going to be so great. I sure hope you're not yeah. trying to decide between wanting to kill me or not. It's it's like it's it's like in the cartoons when one of the characters looks like a like a fucking like hot dog or something, you know, <laughs> like it's like he's just looking at her like, I just want to fucking murder yeah. this lady. And Shelly Winter's doing a really good job of playing this girl. Very innocent. You know, like there's nothing it's nothing that she's doing that's like obviously wrong. But like she's saying all the wrong things to this guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, And she's doing it so well. And then after a while, he genuinely seems to feel bad about how he's been treating her that he's been like miss you know like mistreating her he's been lying to her misleading her he seems genuinely to feel bad about it uh-huh. and then they and then we see a shooting star and they both start to they both like make wishes on the star uh-huh. and she says i wished that you loved me again Ooh. and it's like and it you can see you can see how like how, how deep it's like hitting him and it's like as far as I knew, he did love her, and it sounds like maybe he did, but it does appear as if that's no longer the case. Um, and then she starts talking again, and she starts saying, George, you'll see. After a while, you'll settle down, and you'll be happy and content with what you got instead of working yourself up all the time over things you can't have. After all, it's the little things in life that count. Sure, maybe we'll have to scrimp and save and it's like again she's saying all the worst fucking things to him like it's like yeah it's funny because to anyone else that is like super romantic super totally like uh, clearly someone who's in love with you and yeah really wants to make things work but just to him it's just like dude all he like everything he wants is back at the lodge and he's left it. And it's like, he's and now he's with this person and he's like, he knows like, that's what their life is going to be like. They're going to have to live, you know, like, like in poverty, they're going to have to live like, you know, hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. And there is everything he's ever wanted. Cause he's going to lose that job thing, too. Right. Like, oh yeah. He's going to lose the job. And the only thing standing in the way is, is her basically like, she's the one thing that's stopping him from having this thing. And so then she says, did you wish that I would just die? Do you, do you want me to just be dead? Because he's, she's talking about the, 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 the shooting star. And he's like, no, I just want you to leave me alone. Like, I don't want you to be dead. I just want you to leave me alone. And I don't know, man. It seems like he means it. And he gets up and moves to the other end of the boat. And then she gets up to follow him. And he's like, don't follow me. And then the boat rocks. And they both fall off the boat hmm. and he and he swims to shore and she does not. Ah, uh, it's one of and those that, like, uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where it's like, well, you didn't help. He didn't help. But like in the rest of the movie is what's what is is really just analyzing this moment of like, did he not help because he didn't want to help or did he not help? Ooh, because that's so much better than what I would have thought it would have been. Like, that's so yeah. much more ambiguous in like a w- weird way of like. Yeah, because I kind of makes more sense now why it shows that like he doesn't, um, he doesn't seem like really hate her. He no, he seems like he clearly enjoyed her presence at one point, but like 
he's just hold she's holding him back from what he truly desires and he, he sees her as more of an anchor an obligation more than an actual yeah, person exactly. he wants to be with and so that makes it more ambiguous than like when i thought when all these hints were lining up of like oh he's gonna kill her he just has thoughts of killing her and then yeah, now yeah, it yeah. actually accumulates in makes it way more interesting, I think, than just. Like, but he, just I don't. Her. That's the thing. It's like he knows, like pragmatically, that would fix things. But he also doesn't. I, I, I get the read from this moment and from the like acting of Montgomery Cliff. I don't think he truly has it in him to actually do anything wrong. Like I think in this moment, he's like, I don't actually want to like kill her. I don't want to actually hurt her. I just don't want her around anymore. I want her to get out of my life. And, and, and it's almost like, it's almost like he's more upset with himself that like he, you know, like he made this like decision and now it's like, well, fuck, like there's all this, there's this woman out there who's rich and he's beautiful and he loves yeah. me. And like, I could have that, but you also know? he gets away scot-free now. Right. Because like he used a fake name. He was planning on killing her. He pretty much laid up, like cleaned up all his tracks for this. And then even at the last minute when he decided like, ah, uh, you know what? It's fine. It doesn't matter. But, but, but Ethan, uh. you you uh, thought he was going to do it. I did. You did. And if you looked at everything he did up until now, if for some reason they find out that he did use a fake name, if they somehow find uh, out that he did park the car far away, all of these little things, if you put them together, makes it look like he probably did, did kill her. And the, yeah. Yes. All of that feels like, uh, like, what is it? Like planning? Like, uh, what's the word? Where it's like you plan the crime before you've done it. Premeditated. You yourself, before all, before I even told you, you're like, oh, of course he's gonna fucking murder her. Yeah. So like, yeah, if 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 and and the other thing too with all of the things that have happened here, and this comes into play with the movie, all those things happen around other people. So like, if other people are asked about like the events that occurred, of course they're gonna go like, yeah, he he, he did all of he yeah. lied to me, gave a fake name, he parked the car, all this shit. He's guilty as hell. Real. Yeah, it looks absolutely guilty as fuck. And the only person to believe is the guy that lied to everybody and like premeditated a murder. Yeah. You know? Um, so and as far as we're aware as the audience, yeah, like he didn't save her, but like could he have saved her? According to him, like he couldn't have. Uh later on it's revealed that like she it's so later on when they find the body, they say that her face and her like body was cut were covered in like bruises as if she had been beaten. And so people assume that he like beat her with an oar, but he says, no, that was, that was the, 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 uh, boat capsizing and smashing into her basically. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate too. <laughs> it, so, so it knocked her out. She couldn't swim already. She immediately drowned. And so we couldn't save her basically because she had, she was already like gone and there's nothing Did he try though. He said he couldn't try because he couldn't get to her quick enough. That's what he says. Okay, so th you don't and see what happens afterwards. You literally just you, see the capsize. You, you see the bow capsize, and then you see him uh, swim to shore, and that's all you see. Okay, so you don't see if he hangs out there and like looks. You don't know. You don't know. It's 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 all up to you as the audience, and that's that's kind of the magic of this movie. Um, so. George walks through the woods in the middle of the night and he comes across a bunch of uh, Boy Scouts in the middle of the woods camping. Yeah, as they do. And and they see him uh, wet and they see him like walking through the woods looking for the road. And he's like, they're like, oh, the road's just down this way. So he goes to the road, starts the car and he drives off. And the next day, there's a report of a young couple who've drowned in the middle of the woods. Um, and at that moment, also, George arrives back at the lodge and he's trying to act cool and he's trying to act normal. 
but people can tell that there's something wrong with them. They can tell that they're that something's different about him now. Yeah. He's not fun. He's not happy. He killed someone. Um, he's taking a life. He killed somebody. And Angela's like, she's like, I can't wait. It seems like mom and dad are really warming up to you, George. Um, I think we can get married around Christmas. A little after around Christmas, we can announce our marriage. And he's like, No, we can't wait that long. You have to, you have to announce it now. We should run away. And it's like, run away. That's exactly mm, what Alice wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, investigators identify Alice's body, but they don't find another body. So they originally assumed that a couple had drowned, probably because it was the same lake where this had happened before. Yeah. But they don't find the other body. And they talk to the guy who rented the boat to them. One, he mentions that the guy gave a fake name. So how does he know he uh, got a fake name? Because he know because he knows. Oh, because um, they go visit that place a lot, right? Because um, and, with, with right, the, and he the knows Gilbert Edwards. He knows Gilbert Edwards too, and he knows that that guy is in Gilbert Edwards. Oh, okay. And then he also says that in the middle of the night, he heard a car getting started, and he had seen a car parked on the side of the woods, um, inside of the road in the middle of the woods. So he's like. There was a car parked in the middle of the woods. A man showed up, gave me a fake name, got on a boat, you know, and then in the middle of the woods, the car is gone. Had started in the middle, you know, started in the middle of the night. Um, what else happens? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, gosh, guy rented the boat, city, blah, blah. Okay. George wants Angela alone. He, he wants to be alone with her. He, he, he's like, he's like, I don't want to be with your friends. I don't want to be with your folks. But everyone at the lodge, all of her friends want to, like, hang out with them. So there's all this laughing and playing and, like, everyone's having a good time. But George is having none of that. Yeah. He's, like, so fucking depressed, so scared of getting caught, you know. It's like when you see really bad news at, like, a party and you're, like, trying to hold yes. it in. And it's just like, it's ex- mm, and, I don't want to ruin the vibe. everyone is having a good time. But also you They're can't tell anyone so about the bad news because the bad news is no. like, oh, I killed someone. Oops. I can't believe I read that. Exactly. <laughs> So they all jump in like a boat and they all jump in the boat with him and they speed off. And there's this great shot of them in the boat and the camera follows the boat from the dock and, and the camera sort of like it, 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 it pans following the boat speeding off, but it's still on the dock. And as the camera pans, there's a, a, a radio revealed and the radio is talking about, is reporting news about Alice's drowning. And oh. so you see, you know, all these people having fun on the speedboat in the water, including George. And then in the foreground, you see you and you hear the radio talking about the news. That's good. And it's like, oh, it's such it's such a good shot. So all the people at the lodge now have heard the news over the radio and they're all discussing the drowning. And they're like they're laughing about it. And they're like, I bet it was a murder. I bet I bet I bet that lady wouldn't would was a chatterbox and had it coming. They're all talking about that in front of George. And George is like trying to ignore it. He's like, he's trying so hard to avoid this conversation. And then his dad wants to talk. Uh, Angela's dad wants to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So he goes to talk to Angela's dad. And he's like, look, George, Angela seems to have taken a shine to you. But I don't know enough about you to accept a marriage proposal from you. And he says, I don't know if I'm for you or against you. And it's such a great line because I feel like that's also the audience's feeling towards George. Yeah, it's that's like, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like feeling. The, I was like, up until that moment where, like, he decides not to, well, seems to probably not kill her or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, this guy sucks. Can't believe we're following this guy. It sucks. But then it's like, well, I mean, you're still bad, right? But, like. Yeah. yeah I mean. You still you, treated you, her you, very terribly, yeah, you know. you're still kind of a bad guy. But yeah. you kind of empathize with him a little bit. 
Yeah. And also in this moment, too, it's like like if 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 he did all this stuff, I mean, I don't know. He's like, yeah, if he did all this stuff and then he didn't kill her, it's like, sure, he didn't kill her, but he did put her in a very dangerous situation. Absolutely. And gaslight her and lie to her, you know, he's still back. Um, yeah. So George finally says he's like, look, my family's poor. Um, you know, I used to my mom and my dad are, were very religious. We used to do religious sidewalk services. And then, you know, oh, like okay. I had that's interesting. I'm sorry. There's one moment earlier where he's walking with you go ahead. Uh, um, uh, Alice earlier. And there's a bunch of people just singing on the side of the street. And he stops and stares at this little boy for a long time. And I was like, I don't know why he did that. That must have been because that, that was that was him. That was what he used to do. Oh, gotcha. And then he says he attended school until he was 13 and then his family ran out of money. So he worked blue collar jobs his whole life. Damn. Wait, and, so free hospitals and not free schools. Mm. Yeah, I know. Right. No. Well, this is, this is actually really funny too, because we just watched the holiday. Yeah. Which was also a movie about a guy who was talking to a dad, trying to convince the dad to marry like the daughter so and talk about how society he, shit going on back in the, these days. Yeah. They're just like, we love movies about rich people. It was just interesting to see that sort of overlap, but in this in this case, it isn't Cary Grant. It's this like sweaty Montgomery Clift. He's yeah. just like, oh, I don't fucking know what to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then he's like, look, I don't know if I should marry your daughter. I don't think I'm good enough for her. And then the dad's like, all right, man, like you don't have to be overly modest. And he's like, all right, it's fine if you want to marry her. I accept you. He says, just I want I want to ask you both. Just don't anything. Don't do anything too hasty, okay? Like, don't don't jump in. Don't jump in anything. And it's we like, gotta make sure these murder like, charges don't come through. <laughs> yeah, sounds like he already did some hasty shit. So the copies are the the cops are looking into Alice. Uh, and they talk to the person who's running where Alice is living. There, he's like, the he's landlady. like going the landlady. He's talking to the landlady, and the landlady's like, "Look, I didn't. I know that Alice had a boy. I never saw him, but I know one time a man called, and I believe his last name." was Eastman and they're looking through Alice's belongings and they see the photo of George Uh in the newspaper that she is, that she had cut out. They see him. That's pretty bad. Oh, got him dead to fucking rights, man. man. So then Angela, Angela's like, it's just like, yeah, I'm so rich and I'm so happy and I'm alive. And then George is like, I just need to be alone with you. Can we just like go for a drive or something together? And she's like, yeah, sure. So they get in the car and they drive and drive and they drive. And then all of a sudden we hear a cop car behind them. Oh shit! And she's like, oh, it's them again. And she slams on the gas trying to evade the cop Whoa, in her car. Richie yeah. crazy, man. And I was like, damn, did he fucking tell her? And she's like on his side. Like what the fuck no, is, she how is she, why is she avoiding the cops? cops? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And she she seems to evade him, but then the cop knows where she's hiding, like in the middle of the woods. So he the cop tries up to her, and she says, third time this summer, Angela, you can't keep doing this." Oh, goofy cops! It's so funny, goofy rich. People. And so he's like, he's riding like an, uh, a ticket for her, and then he looks at George and is like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "My name's George Eastman." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then he like finishes writing the ticket and gives the ticket to Angela and walks off. And Angela's like. Oh, that's such a goofy cop. You know, I love his handwriting. He's such a nice guy. And then George is like, I'm so tired and I don't, I don't want to leave here. I don't want to leave you. And then he's like, people are going to say things about me. I know it. Oh God. It's going to make you stop loving me. Uh And Angela and Angela's like, no, 
that's impossible i'll never stop this loving you a, I, this, this is such a cliche that always works though because it's just always like yeah you don't know what should have done i love you it's like no one can imagine i love you no matter that what this man may no have committed what. a murder he may have and so then he falls asleep next to her because he's so exhausted and then he wakes up after like napping and she says you were talking in your sleep you kept saying it's not your fault. He said, kept saying it wasn't your fault. He kept saying, I'm going like, to choke you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to I'm going to go out of the middle of the lake. I'm, I'm going to drown, drown you. Ass. I'm going to do that. I'm going to fucking make sure you, I know you can't swim. And that's the perfect way to kill you is to throw you out of the water. It's very specific. <laughs> very suspicious. Uh, so they drive back home. I love you anyway, no matter what. She, she genuinely says that. She genuinely says that. And they arrive back home. And then I think he starts hearing like cops like around. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to go back to lodge. And he says, all right, I'm going to stay out here for a minute, uh, but I'll see you in a moment. And she says, every time you leave me for a minute, it's like goodbye. It makes me believe that you can't live without me. And then they kiss each other deeply and they, they kiss and they embrace and they're kissing so deeply. And it's like this close to breaking the haze code. And then she walks off into the lodge and then the cops arrive and they pick him up and they arrest his ass. Wow. And and they're like, oh, let's take you to the lodge and we can ask them what's, what, you know, because he, he obviously is denying it. He's like, I didn't I didn't do anything wrong. You know, like I deny everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, let's take you up to the lodge and let's let's see what you say when uh, when you're um, when you're in front of Angela and her family. And he's like, don't take me there. Don't do anything, but don't take me there. And they're like, I wasn't gonna. I just wanted to see how you'd respond to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So nice. The cops do talk to Angela and her family and the family's like, can you please leave her name out of the press and the trial? I don't want Angela dragged in any of this. And then the father says, I'm going to have like my own personal like investigator look into this and my own like lawyer, I guess. And if he's found innocent, I will pay for his defense. But if my personal investigators find him to be guilty, he gets nothing. I'm not going to support him. I'm not going to help him. I mean, that's and Angela fair. Hears, which is totally fair. And Angela hears all this and she just faints. She just immediately faints. So after talking with George, it seems like the defense does believe in him. But then there's like an angry mob outside and the DA say that George will see the electric chair. So that's also a good like Ooh. time period is like they were still fucking like shocking people uh, in an electric chair. Yeah. And we get this amazing shot of Angela and she's reading the news and she's sitting next to a window and there's this fire like in the window and it's like a reflection of the fire in her in the fireplace in her bedroom. But it just looks like the the woods behind her are on fire. It's like this amazing cool. shot. It's so fucking cool. Um, and then the trial begins and it does not look good for George. Everyone they bring in, they bring in the scouts. They bring in the guy who uh, sold them the boat. They bring in the Ooh. landlady. They bring in fucking everybody. No Everyone back, comes huh? in. No, not, no huh? scouts on her, huh? All right, I get it. Scouts are telling the truth. Yeah, that's true. That is part of the code. Telling the truth. So not, not look good for George. And then the defense goes up and they're like, look, we've heard from all these people, but we haven't heard from the one person who was really there. And they called George up to the stand. And I'm like, what a dumbass move. Like, really, you have no other way of, like, proving his innocence? Ugh. But I guess they bring not. George Almost up. Almost because he's super guilty. And he does look really fucking guilty. So they bring George up to the stand and George is like, look, I wanted a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really that hard about it. I was really thinking it. 
I, I was thinking about it, but I didn't do it at the last moment. At the last moment, I had to change a heart. So he, he admits he's like, yeah, I lied to the boat guy. I parked the car like I did all this shit. All that sure seems really guilty and premeditated, but I didn't do it. I did not do it. I had I had to change a heart. Um, and uh, what else do you say? So he says he, he so we, what he, according to him, what happened was. He was the, the 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 boat flipped. They were underwater. He came up. He was on the other side of the boat to her. So she was on the other side of the boat. Mm. So it was like the boat was in between them. She hit her head as the boat like landed on her, I guess. And then she got knocked out. And as and it was dark too. So as he like swam under to get to her, she had already like sunk to the bottom or sunk enough that he couldn't get her. Basically, that's his story. Um. And then the prosecution shows up and they counter full of leading questions, by the way, like tons of leading questions. It, the defense absolutely should have fucking like called him on that. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, he brings. Wait, so who paid for the defense? Did we ever figure it out? I don't I It, it might have been the dad. The, okay. the dad might have paid for it, but it just wasn't very good in my opinion. Uh, in, in a layman's opinion, I yeah, don't okay. feel like the well, defense the actually lawyers aren't up to the snuff, you know? Probably not. Yeah, they're like really patent lawyers about... or something. They're like, oh yeah, we well, usually do yeah. patent law, not a uh, not trying to get people off of murder convictions, but sure, whatever. He's like 100%. trying to cut a deal because billionaires are cheap still, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the prosecution brings in the boat into the courtroom. They bring a boat into the courtroom, and they have George like act out the scene uh, to show to the jury that he absolutely could have saved her, like. There's, you know, he, he didn't fall in, which we know he did. He, he, the prosecution says what happened was he, he took an oar that they were using to paddle out in the middle of the, the, the lake and he smashed it over her head and then, you know, threw her in the water. We know that didn't happen, but he, he's saying like, there's no way, like you couldn't have saved her. Like you're, you're absolutely lying. There's no way you could have done this. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's so dramatic about this. Like he, he even takes the oar and smashes it into the boat, breaking one of the seats in front of the jury and shit. I'm like, you're going to fucking like put a person's eye out, you yeah, know, that's not good. And there was one moment in this movie. And I don't know if it was on purpose. I even Googled this to see if there was some kind of thing here. Cause so George is in the boat. He's sitting at the end of the boat in the courtroom and he's like acting it out. And then the, the prosecution's like, all right, come over here, get out of the boat and come over here. And as George is getting out of the boat, there's like a rope at the end of the boat and it's like attached to his leg. And he, he, he has a bit of difficulty getting off, getting it off of him, like in the middle of the courtroom. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. Like that's, that's why he couldn't have helped her. Or like, that's that, you know, like, Nobody's taking into consideration that there was these like loose ropes attached to the boat that could have like wrapped around somebody's leg or kept them underwater uh-huh. or made it difficult for people to move. And I was like, there's your fucking case right there, dude. Like it's right there. Like that it's it's clear that this is something that could have been an issue, but it's never brought up. Um, maybe that's his point though. I maybe, was like maybe he thought about it and was like, I, I don't care. Like I'm not even gonna bring it I, up. I I'm just saying I could have been a better lawyer in this uh, situation. Fair. Um so anyway, what do you think happens? Oh, that motherfucker dies, dude. He's got no hope. You're going to kill him. Yeah. He is found guilty. He is absolutely found guilty. And he's brought into uh, uh, the jail, prison, I guess. And then his mom goes to visit him. His mom, very religious mom. She's like, look, son, you must not be afraid of death because death comes for us all. But 
you should be afraid of your immortal soul going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gee, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> really appreciate uh, it. Okay. Well, I was going to ask for what are your home cooking for my last meal, but uh, I don't think nope. I, I think I'm good. I'll stick happen. with the Mickey D's. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, before George goes in the electric chair, he gets another visitor and it's Angela. Oh. Angela shows up and she, she's been away at, at school this whole time. So she couldn't have come visit, but now she's visiting him. And she says, George, I don't care what they say. I'll always love wow. you. And she like holds him and she kisses him. And it's this really beautiful moment. It's like, it's clear that George has not seen a friendly face in a very long time. And he knows what's coming. You know, he knows that he's going to get fucking electrocuted. And she's so like warm and loving. And it's this really like sad moment. It's like, this is all he wanted. It honestly, it kind of reminds me of, and like, it's that scene that you mentioned in the very beginning where it's like, he's on the side of the road and he sees these beautiful women drive by. And then he has to get into the back of the pickup truck with oh, the chickens. Yeah, with and the it's chicken like, guy. that's the chicken fucking guys, where he is. Chickens are fucking dead. Probably. They yeah. All got exactly. you know, executed or being eaten. You know? <laughs> Just like he's going to happen to him. It was a different time. Exactly. Back then. Different time. It was a different time. It was a different time. So yeah, and then he gets the last rights read to him, and then he's walking down the hallway, and everyone in there, um, everyone in the cells are like, "Bye, George," you know, like uh, basically everyone seems very friendly with the guy. Like nobody mm-hmm. seems to have any ill will towards him in the prison. And as he's walking towards the camera, towards where the the chair is, we get a slow dissolve into him kissing Angela right before the cops picked him up, oh. and it's like almost lynchian like it's it almost feels like a scene out of like mulholland drive or something like it's just like you see this guy and you see that he just wants he he knows he's gonna die and he wants to go out with like the last memory of like when things were good for him yeah the last time before things went to shit it's fucking chilling that is like the Um, that is his only moment of um reprieve slash victory because like for this whole time he's been stressed out but this is the only time where he's like okay this person is gone now I can just hang out with Angela. It's going to be great. And then it obviously yeah. was not. No, didn't go well. Um, and that's the end of the movie. That's the, that is how the movie ends. Damn. So I will say I didn't get to see very much of of of, of Miss Winters, wow. but uh, that's okay. Yeah, sounds got, like you did. I did. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, what's interesting is I was like, this is, seems like a pretty good movie. I'm I'm very curious how it ends. Yeah. And then I heard it ends. I'm like, oh my god, this is a great movie. <laughs> Like I really wasn't. I don't know what to what I could have expected, but yeah, it's it's very good. Like I did not expect that. I did not expect. Um, I don't know. I mean, with having no obvious idea about what this movie was about, I did a little googling. Um, yeah. While you were while you were talking, just a little bit. I was wow. I, know, I, I know. wasn't being listened to. I was listening. I swear. I swear. Uh, this won six Academy Awards, including uh, a Golden Globe for motion best motion picture for drama. I guess one. It won. Wow. And uh, it was con- it's also considered one of the greatest American films ever made. Uh, in 1991, yeah. it was placed in the preservation of uh, Congress, Library of Congress, saying it was culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Now, there's one thing I don't know if you knew about this. This is based off a true story. Yes, I did hear about this, that this really happened, which is weird. Like, it feels weird to, like... Do you know what ah. company it was Eastman? No, I don't. Gillette. So, really? So, chess, so all these works were inspired by the real life murder of 
Grace Brown by Chester Gillette in 1906, which resulted in the conviction and was executed by electric chair in 1908. Wow. Yeah. So this was um, wow. is based on this a, is like uh, first early true crime shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was based on a novel in 1925 called American Tragedy. By the way, this movie this movie came out. What was it? Fifty. Why can I not find the date? Fifty one. Yeah. So it took a little bit, and they kind of like did like a remake. But yeah, um. That's wild. There wasn't another adaptation called An American Tragedy. This is kind of like a remake of it. Um, American Tragedy, by the way, I consider it to be a better name. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a way cooler name. A Place in the Sun, yeah. I don't understand, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think A Place in the Sun is like, all. that's all he's looking for, right? He wants he wants that place in the sun, you know? Like, I think that's what it is. Is like, he's just, he's, he's scrounging for it. He I, can't achieve it. I guess that's true. It did not win Best Motion Picture at Academy Awards, but it did win Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best. Fa- best I mean, the cinematography editing. is amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. It's a really good, especially for the, like, even with the Vaseline shots, it was still really good. <laughs> like it, now, the real, the real question uh-huh. was: Shelley Winters nominated, or did she win? Was she nominated, or did she win at all? She was actually she, nominated I'll, for Best Actress. I will tell you, she was nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Which is crazy, too. Not supporting. Best Actress. I don't know if they had supporting back then, because they just had Best Actor as well. But that is wild, uh, maybe. though, for have, to have her upstage um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, who was kind of more I know. of the actual star. What's I mean, they're both equally important, especially at the beginning, and you do see more of yeah. her at the beginning. But that scene in the doctor's office is like probably the best acting i've you know best acting out of this movie from what i saw like oh trying like you could just see the desperation between her about trying to juggle these two lies and trying to come up with a new lie and just like obviously trying to imply something and the doctor just like not quite getting it but also trying to like direct her and then her just being like frustrated and you know she's she's good it was good. My my favorite scene was her in the boat right before she capsizes. Uh-huh. Is just because like seeing it's the same thing. It's like the desperation in her eyes, and she's trying so hard to recapture like what their relationship must have been like before yeah. he had met Angela. And it's like you can tell she can't, and it's like she doesn't know what to do. Like she just she's like I I want it back so bad, and she knows she can't achieve it. And it's like. It's so sad to see, yeah. but also that that shot. It's it's clearly the scene is clearly from George's perspective. So like as an audience, you're just like, it's like it's like you feel empathy, but you also feel just like she's so pathetic in this moment Damn. as well. You know, That's good. yeah, it's it's such good shit. It's a really good movie. Uh, really, really strong start to Shelley yeah. Shelley Winters. One, I hope we continue yeah. to get this great snowfall. And I hope so as well. We're not uh, guys. Do you do you have any Shelley Winters movies that you'd recommend? Email us and email the other half podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, and we have our own Discord. And if you want to listen to any previous episodes, as I mentioned, uh, the Poseidon Adventure, which she was also nominated for, uh, as well as uh, Auntie Rue, which she was not nominated for, uh, we those are previous episodes. Uh, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and review. We will read on the show no matter what it says, even if it is an admi- admission that you didn't kill somebody but you really considered doing it. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a lot that's a lot to take on. I really yeah. thought about killing someone. I really really did, but then I kind of was like, but I didn't do it, but I thought about it. 
but I did. Well, the first um, the first episode down. I'm looking forward to the rest of what the rest of the season has to bring us. I'm I hope that too. at least there's something in the same level as this because this is a great movie. I agree. Good night, everybody. Bye.